6.30 Chad Afternoons with Jalen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad. Wanted to get to something a whole lot more serious. And... Shed, shed some light, really, on a topic that we've talked about uh, on this show numerous times over the past couple of years. Um, but I'm still not 100% sure that a lot of folks know that it's going on in Alberta or maybe even in Canada and exactly what it is. And so it's human trafficking and human trafficking in this province. Most recently, we chatted with singer Paul Brandt. Uh, you know that he, he founded the organization Not In My City to help guide Alberta's fight against the crime. Well, now there's new research by the Canadian Centre to End Human Trafficking that shows Alberta has a long way to go. Julie Drydick is the executive director of the centre. She joins us this afternoon. Hi, Julie. Hi, thanks so much for having me. All right, so you know what? When we talk about human trafficking, uh, again, I think it's always important maybe to explain a little bit more about what exactly it is because it can come in in many different forms and and I, I want people to know what those forms are. Yeah, so in Canada, we predominantly see sex trafficking and labor trafficking, but for today, we'll talk about sex trafficking. And far too many people think it looks like it's out of the movie taken, when really this is happening to Canadians by Canadians, and largely through incredibly toxic, unhealthy, and abusive relationships. You know, so so how does how does it happen, Julie? Like Julie, I know it can it can happen in many different ways. You talk about you know abusive relationships, but so what does that look like? Someone's getting forced into doing this, something that they don't want to do, information is taken from them, their identity is taken from them, they don't have anywhere to go, what, what happens? So more often than not, traffickers will systematically look for people that are vulnerable. They might be having problems at home, problems at school. They focus on folks like youth that are in the child welfare system that just don't have a strong safety net. Maybe they've got a low self-esteem. And then what they'll do is they'll love bomb them. They will shower them with everything they've ever wanted, including, you know, they groom them. And then they quickly pull that away and use that as collateral to force Mm -hmm. them into the commercial sex trade. So by the end of it, often survivors that we work with have zero control. They've got no say about when they eat, when they sleep, who they can see. Um, And they also have absolutely no say in terms of the number of forced commercial sex interactions they have to have every night. Mm. And they're also given all the money to the trafficker. Where are the... How big of a role does online play in the traffickers um, bringing in these victims and grooming them? Especially during COVID, it's been huge. It's mm. always been a tool that traffickers use. But now that our youth and, and you know, all Canadians are spending more time mm. on their screens, we're seeing a real increase in the amount of luring and grooming online. But it's also happening through online escort ads. And then increasingly through the pandemic, we're seeing the exploitation take place through remote sexual activity, so webcamming. Um, and so while we often think that this happens in hotels and motels, which it can, it can also be happening behind closed doors in your own home. So this new study, the, the findings from it, show that Albertans are unaware of the realities of, of human traffic or how to make a difference. And it talks about three in four Albertans, almost 75%, uh, don't feel they can recognize the signs of human trafficking. What are those signs that we need to be aware of? 
So the signs are that people are showing um, a sudden change in behavior and also in appearance. So they're going to be um, maybe dressing very differently, um, maybe dressing age appropriately if they're minors. Um, they might have really expensive things that you just can't quite understand where they're getting it from. But more importantly, they're withdrawing. They might have someone new in their life, be it an older boyfriend or a friend. They're secretive about where they're going. They might be disappearing for days on end. Um, but they're also showing signs of intimidation and control. Mm. They're not being honest. They're providing hand answers. Um, they're looking uh, afraid as if, you know, if they were to tell the truth, something bad would happen. Um, so really, it's more subtle signs of people that um, are being distanced from the people that they love. And again, where you can see that they might be being controlled or exploited by someone else. I suspect a lot of folks don't, don't even realize that this is going on or that the possibility of it could be going on in their own community. No, and you know what, it's it's not just Alberta um, mm. that I feel like they, they don't know, but um, almost three in five, so 57% of respondents um, either don't believe or they're just completely unaware that it's happening in their community. Um, and um, almost half of Albertans are completely unaware that sex trafficking victims are often lured by someone that they know. Mm. So, you know, someone that they go to school with, someone that they work with, someone in family, uh, someone that they're in a relationship with. Exactly, exactly. This is not an issue of people being kidnapped off the street, forcibly <laughs> confined um, and forced in the sex trade like the movie Taken. It really is about um, manipulating personal relationships. What does the recovery look like for, for, for victims who are rescued from trafficking? What is their recovery? How do they recover from this? Most survivors that I've worked with say that, you know, recovery is a lifelong process. Um, at the very beginning, often similar to domestic violence, when we support people through the Canadian Human Trafficking Hotline to exit, the first thing they need is a safe place to go. Mm. So emergency shelter, yeah. shelter, and then transitional shelter. But from there, there's a huge amount of services that are need, needed in part because of the trauma that they've experienced. Yeah. So mental health, counseling, basic needs, clothing, um, sanitary programs, products yeah. um, and complete case management as well to help you know navigate the legal system um, and also you know get access to those supports. We're starting to see and you know in, in recent memory over the past couple of years we have seen some cases uh, here in Alberta where the traffickers have been found guilty. How difficult is it to to prosecute cases like this? It's incredibly challenging, and I'd say this is a huge problem in Canada. One of the biggest problems is that the first thing traffickers do is they will attack the credibility of the victim. Yeah. And so because of that, it's a horrifically traumatizing experience. It means that that person's entire, you know, credibility, their entire, you know, narrative, their story is double counted um, and second guessed. Um, and then often um, because of that, um, charges are either withdrawn yeah. or sometimes they get pegged with different charges. Um, so really it, it's incredibly um, unmotivating for victims to go forward because we're seeing that it's just so hard to prosecute. 
we, we, we touched on how uh, the internet and, and being online has increased uh, during the pandemic and, and how that plays a role coming out of the pandemic, knock on wood, gosh, who knows what's going on quite right now, uh, Julia, but as we hopefully continue to move out of this and, um, and get on with, you know, quotes, normal life again, what does it look like? Do, do you think we're going to see more of this as restrictions ease? So as operators of the Canadian Human Trafficking Hotline, I can tell you definitively that human trafficking has not decreased mm-hmm. since the pandemic. In, in fact, our calls volume has only increased mm-hmm. over the last year and a half. We can only assume that as things keep opening up, there's more opportunities for exploitation and for profit making. Mm-hmm. We can only assume that it's going to continue to increase. So- how, how, Julia, how, a personal question, how do, how do you handle doing what you do and in hearing these stories and and knowing what's going on you know it's incredibly challenging and humbling work um but working alongside survivors is one of the most inspirational and incredible experiences of my life um and i also have to say that the team that i work with are amazing Mm. they are so empathetic and passionate um and and those are the folks that are answering the phones at the canadian human trafficking hotline so if someone is in need or has questions or if something doesn't feel right, please call us at 1-833-900-1010. 1-833-900-1010. What else can we do to work towards a solution on this? So we're calling on all Canadians for a three-step um, action plan. And the first is to get um, yourselves educated on the issue. So please check out our website at www.canadiancentertoendhumantrafficking.ca. And from there, look and familiarize yourself with the signs and keep your eyes out open. Um, and then from there, if anything feels suspicious or not right, please again call the hotline. We're independent of government and law enforcement. We don't involve police unless the individuals want us to, but we can help answer questions, do safety planning, provide advice on how to have hard conversations with people that we worry might be being exploited and connect folks to resources in their community. And I have to say, there are some incredible programs and services in Alberta. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Julia, we'll leave it there this afternoon. Thanks for making time for us on your Friday afternoon. Important stuff, and we'll keep talking about it and shining a light on it right here on 630 Ched. Thank you for this. Thank you. Have a wonderful day. You too. Julia Drydick, the Executive Director of the Canadian Centre to End Human Trafficking. Um, Sometimes a tough conversation, but an important one to have. And again, just a reminder that it hasn't gone away, that it does happen here. It is still happening. And uh, and unfortunately, um, it's it's one of those ones that often flies um, under the radar uh, of a a lot of folks. It's